Respected brothers and sisters, one of the powerful passages in the most beautiful of stories, Ahsan al-Qasas, Surah Yusuf, occurs after Yusuf correctly interprets the dreams of his fellow prisoners. Yusuf pleads with the one he thought would be saved, saying, Mention me to your Lord or mention me in your Lord's presence. The cupbearer, As-Saqi, fails to do so. He forgot Yusuf alayhi salam. The Quran says, But Satan caused him to forget to mention it i.e. the dream, or to mention him to his Lord. Yusuf السلام, remained in prison for a couple of years. Today, let us focus, insha'Allah ta'ala, on this verse. Let us listen to it carefully. Let us seek what it tells us about the human condition. Let us see our own selves through the nur, the light of this verse in Surah Yusuf While Yusuf is in prison, something happens that changes the course of events. It changes the fate of Yusuf. In fact, it changes the fate of Egypt. The king dreams and he asks his nobles what his dreams mean. Aftuni fi ru'yai in kuntum lirru'ya ta'burun. They fail to satisfy him. They say, Adghathu ahlam. Wama nahnu bitawil ahlami bi'alimin. Only then does the king's cupbearer remember Yusuf. وقال الذي نجا منهما وادكر بعد أمة أنا أنبئكم بتأويله فأرسلون يوسف عليه السلام correctly interprets the dreams and proposes solutions to Egypt's economic condition he is taken from jail he is brought before the king and is subsequently made the viceroy of Egypt اجعلني على خزائن الأرض إني حفيظ عليم from the darkness of the prison, we move toward this fairy tale, happy conclusion. But this is not what I would like to consider today. I should like to shed some light on another aspect of the verse, the verse with which I opened the khutbah. Mention me in the presence of your Lord. Wallahu a'lam, there is something deeper at stake. It is that although Yusuf السلام, obtained his freedom, he did not obtain it in the way he sought it. His fellow prisoner forgot, and Yusuf السلام, had to wait. Time was passing slowly. Something else had to intervene for Yusuf السلام, to gain his hurriya, his freedom, the king's dreams. Wallahu ghalibun ala amrih. 
In other words, Yusuf السلام, was released from the prison, but not in the way he planned. An unexpected event had to happen. There was a break between the intended cause and the actual effect. وَمَا تَشَاؤُونَ the Quran is signaling something to the attentive reader. This verse, But Satan caused him to forget to mention it or him to his Lord, is teaching us profound lessons about the nature of Qadr, about destiny. It is giving us a rare glimpse of the workings of the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not only with respect to Yusuf alayhi salam, but concerning our own lives. The Quran is forcing us here to relive the situation of Yusuf alayhi salam so that we can learn about the ways, the subul of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That behind the surface level, some other force has been at work all along. This is the secret of the surah. It is more than a story about Yusuf alayhi salam. It is a story about each of us. Our lives are held neither by our plans and our expectations, nor by our hopes and dreams. They are held by something beyond all of that, the divine plan. The prison in this story is a symbol of the various disappointments of life. I find it fascinating in this context that Yusuf السلام, says, Rabbi Sijnu Ahabu I prefer prison, my Lord, than that to which they call me. In another Qira'a, the verse reads, Rabbi Sajnu Ahabu ilayya. So it is a verbal noun, it's a masdar, it's a sajn rather than a sajn. This qira'ah, a sajn, I think, is more general at, as it states. It denotes a state, a situation, an activity, not just the physical incarceration. Thus, it extends the application of the verse. It creates an intimate relationship between the verse and between its readers, us. The archetype of the prison teaches us that sometimes it is the tearful days that teach the most valuable lessons and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may reveal his secrets through disruption. Hatta idha stay'asa rusul wa dhannu annahum qad kudhibu Brothers and sisters, what we discover in this hiatus, in this gap between Yusuf السلام, requesting his inmate to mention him in the presence of his Lord and between his actual freedom is that we need patience, we need sabr. Perhaps it is the beautiful patience 
which the Quran speaks about in Surah Al-Ma'arij. Fasbir, sabran, jamila. So be patient with a sweet, a beautiful patience. Waiting with confidence, waiting on God, waiting on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like a torch in the night. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in the hadith, وَالصَّبْرُ Patience is a light. What we also discover from today's verse, is that we need some trust in Allah. Yaqeen. In Surah Ghafir, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that He answers our prayers. It's Jawab al-Amr. He answers our prayers. And even before that, in Surah Al-Baqarah, he says, Ujibu da'ani. He subhanahu wa ta'ala answers our prayers, but not necessarily when and how we think he will. That is the meaning of the verse in Surah Al-An'am. Bal iyahu tad'oon fayakshifu ma tad'oon ilayhi insha. And he will remove that about which you call him if he wishes. Walillahi hikmatul baligha. Sometimes it is only after many years that we begin to understand the story of our life. In retrospect, we may be able to catch a glimpse of the workings of Qadr, of the complete unveiling of Allah's providence. It is as if the normal boundaries between the world of ghaib and the world of shahada become blurred. Alam al-Malakut, which is normally veiled, could appear in some form. A single instance of this rare and very high metaphysics can be a life-transforming experience. Until then, we should have the faithful confidence that every revelation of Allah's will is also a revelation of Allah's mercy. The core moral lesson which we saw in the verse is captured beautifully in Surah Al-Anfal when the Quran speaks about Badr. And if you had made a mutual agreement or appointment to meet, you would have surely failed to keep the appointment. The verse seems to be addressing the encounters that happen without prior arrangement. This was a meeting brought about by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and only by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the rahmah, the mercy that comes out of nowhere. The mercy that comes when we are least expecting it. وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ We also come across the mystery of divine providence and the subtle ways of Allah, al-altaf, al-khafiyya, 
in other places in the Quran. For instance, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs the mother of Musa alayhi salam, aniqdhifihi fi tabut faqdhifihi fi al-yam, falyulqihi al-yam bil-sahil. Not only that, ya'khudhu aduwul li wa aduwul lah. Cast him into the ark and cast him or throw him into the river. And let the river throw him up on the shore. An enemy of mine and an enemy of his or his enemy shall take him. I find this counterintuitive logic of providence very moving. The Quran or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say to his mother, protect him, keep him. She was told to send him to his enemy. But that is not all. The verse concludes, وَأَلْقَيْتُ عَلَيْكَ مَحَبَّةً مِّنِّي وَلِتُصْنَعَ عَلَىٰ عَيْنِي And I cast upon you love from me that you would be brought in my sight. That is the divine sina'a. It is the love of Allah. The verse concludes with hub. With the love of the Almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala. The love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the peace, is the serenity after all the storms along the way. The broad space after all the setbacks and all the grief. The love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that catches us when we fall.